Welcome to the Story Exchange. This is our second podcast looking at artificial intelligence. That music we just played may sound like a standard pop song, but it isn't. It's part of an album created by the singer Taryn Southern, entirely with AI. Yeah, it's kind of an industry first and shows how AI is making its way into every aspect of life. I'm Colleen DeBase. I'm Sue Williams. We've been exploring the complicated, ugly, sexist, yeah, all that, the complicated topic of AI, as Meredith Broussard, author of the book Artificial Unintelligence, explained to us in our last podcast. AI is just math. It's very, very complicated and beautiful and interesting math, but it's just math. While AI is changing our world in promising and game-changing and even artistic ways, let's listen to Taryn's song again. But it's also allowing decades and centuries of bias to seep into the technology that we're using more and more in our homes, our workplaces, our police departments, our cities. In this episode, we want to share the experiences of women entrepreneurs who are trying to make it an AI. At a time when billions of dollars are going into AI startups. And at a time when the pandemic has caused a digital transformation in nearly every industry. The stakes are high. Getting women and people of color involved in AI so their perspectives can inform technology, it's good for everyone. Yeah, but what we're finding is the amount of bias and sexism and racism in this field is even worse than we expected. Stick around. Well, children, where there is so much racket, there must be something out of kilter. We're going to go back in time for a sec. Trust us, this will make sense. Yeah. 170 years ago, the activist Sojourner Truth delivered an impassioned speech called Ain't I a Woman? About the pain of Black women being overlooked in the larger fight for women's suffrage. Here's a short clip of the actress Carrie Washington doing a reenactment for the Zen Education Project. Look at my arm. I have plowed and planted and gathered into barns, and no man could head me. And ain't I a woman? It's one of the most famous women's rights speeches in American history. Fast forward to today, and there's been a new interpretation of the speech. My name is Joy Blumweeney. I'm the founder of the Algorithmic Justice League, and I'm also a point of code. Joy is a noted computer scientist at the MIT Media Lab who uses art to raise awareness and fight issues of bias. Her AI research has shown that facial analysis software can identify light-skinned males with success, but not dark-skinned women, often misidentifying them as men. Even highly recognizable women like Michelle Obama, Oprah Winfrey, Serena Williams. Here's Joy talking about this on her YouTube channel. 
being that I am a darker female, I wanted to look into this a bit more, not just from performance metrics, but thinking about what it meant to me to see women that identify with being misclassified. She was inspired to create the spoken word piece, AI Ain't I a Woman? And I just want to play some of it. This is Joy performing it at Harvard in 2019. Collecting data, chronicling our past, often forgetting to deal with gender, race, and class. Again, I ask, ain't I a woman? Face by face, the answers seem uncertain. Young and old, proud icons are dismissed. Can machines ever see my queens as I view them? Can machines ever see our grandmothers? as we knew them. Wow, that's powerful. Yeah. And Joy is the subject of a 2020 documentary called Coded Bias, which points out that AI is forward-looking, but based on data that is a reflection of our history. Yeah. So against that backdrop, we set out to find women entrepreneurs who are inventing products and services using AI that they hope will shape our future. And what we found is bleak, as you're going to hear. I'm part of the Women in AI Accelerator, and there was 20 of us women from around the world, and nobody took us seriously. Not a single person. That's Devar Ardalan. She's the founder of iVow, which has built a gender-inclusive digital assistant, like a Siri or an Alexa. Mostly, the investors who come to Women in AI are there for decoration. They look at us as Christmas ornaments. They probably chuckle behind our back. I have been in those situations, and it's incredibly demeaning. She told me she has been rejected 350 times. The situation seems even worse for another entrepreneur we talked to, Sheffy Robinson. Funding as a woman running a startup is one thing. Funding as a Black woman is like non-existent, almost. Her startup, Shamrock Education, uses AI to produce customized learning plans. The program starts between 6th and 12th grade. Preparing kids for technical careers, which could not be more important right now. I've pitched about 50 or so companies so far. The process has left her dejected. The challenge for most, the most part has been the questions that I get from VCs and angels are so... Some of them even come across demeaning in that I've been asked, did you build this yourself? Was this your idea? I just know I wouldn't get these questions if, if I looked a certain way. And it's, uh, it's always, well, what expertise do you have? I'm like, well, I've been a software engineer for 21 years. And then there's Carolyn Rods. She and business partner Elizabeth Gore are the team behind Hello Alice, a digital resource for small business owners. We talked to over, I think it was over 500 investors. It was an insane amount. Of the difficulties that women in tech have in raising money have been pretty well documented. Here's a story from Carolyn. I mean, we literally had one guy, we were pitching, and this is a, a you know, Sand Hill Road, Silicon Valley, big uh, VC. Partner came in, kicked his feet up on the table, was flipping through his phone, looking at pictures of dogs as we were pitching. Unbelievable. Yeah, Carolyn actually called that VC out on this as the firm is publicly committed to diversity. 
And we're like, you know, you guys are committed. You say you're committed to diversity, yet you showed up 30 minutes late to our meeting. You were totally disrespectful. They only introduced themselves to, at the time, our, our lead engineer, who was a male, walked right past Elizabeth and myself. Were you surprised or shocked by any of this? I mean, I find it appalling. As an outsider. Yeah, we, we laughed. I remember one time, you know, Elizabeth and I went in. We always would come in professional and, and wear a suit if we walked into a, the, you know, we're trying to raise millions of dollars. Like, we're going to show up as professionals. And I remember one time we sat there and we're waiting forever for this meeting. And we look across and we see these four guys walk in in basketball shorts and, like, athletic gear. And we're like, you know what? They probably got funding. <laughs> and we didn't. Raising money, big rounds of money, is of course difficult for any entrepreneur. But something about women raising money for AI startups is next level difficult. Do you think it's harder for women and Black women in AI more than other fields of technology? Absolutely. Why is that? Because it's an emerging technology that's intrinsically complex. Sheffy of Shamrock Education has just added two men to her founding team. One's a white guy, one's a black guy. And here's why she did this. A brief reminder, it's the year 2021. I needed men behind me to validate that I know what I'm talking about. And I can guarantee you I'll probably get more interest in what we're doing because I did that than before when I was just a solo founder. The damage that's done to entrepreneurial women who are rejected over and over again is real. This is Devar Ardalan again. I know COVID happened, but I should have been able to monetize some of this by now. And I'm not. I have failed. I am not giving up. And my team and I are so close and so tight and have grit. We're going to make it. But I have failed. She actually kept repeating that. I have failed. I have failed. Did Devar have any thoughts as to how the situation might get better? She did, but she also doesn't think it will happen. A lot of men are saying, oh, we want to invest more in women. Okay, well, you know what? If I don't have a technical background, but I have an amazing idea that like this, that the world is paying attention to, then maybe you could help me. Maybe you could help me figure out how to monetize it. But they don't do that. In fact, they make you feel really small. Devar believes the situation is different for male founders. A guy behind a startup who maybe has a great idea but lacks the technical background or who hasn't figured out how to monetize it yet, he's cut more slack. The men who have the money, they are condescending. And they come to you and they ask you questions instead of saying, Let's spend the next two years. We will help you build your business. If that were to happen, if VCs, for instance, spent more time matching women in AI with technical co-founders, then you will see an explosion of ideas and monetizable products that come out of women in AI. But unfortunately, the standards are not fair. And it's a shame because we know that women create companies from a uniquely female perspective. There's a lot of amazing ideas that women have that make AI more empathetic, that make it more human-centered, that bring solutions that really can help 
bring people together and make really interesting experiences. But instead, we're focusing still on restaurant apps and, you know, how to get your food faster to your home instead of thinking about how we can pause and think more about beneficial AI. We'll be right back. Throughout this podcast, we're featuring music from women who experiment with AI techniques. The song you're listening to right now is by artist Holly Herndon. And speaking of entrepreneurial women, here at the Story Exchange, we're celebrating our 10th anniversary by launching the annual Women in Science Incentive Prize. We'll award prizes of $5,000 each to five innovative women looking to mitigate the impact of climate change on our water supply. Keep an eye on our website, thestoryexchange.org, for more details. Welcome back. We've been sharing the experience of women in AI, and it's hard to say a lot that's positive here. Listening to Devar, I mean, you can really hear her frustration. Yeah. Well, that said, there really is an increasing awareness of the difficulties that women face in technology, and that's a positive. This may have been swept under the table in the past, but there's much more of a call for action now. Is it because society itself is changing a bit? I mean, I say this with a bit of uncertainty, but we do have the first female vice president, more women in the cabinet, more women just speaking out. But at the same time, from listening to these women, it seems that the call for gender parity is taking on more urgency. Yeah, I I think that's right. There's a recognition that we're inventing the AI technology now, and we don't want to make the same mistakes we've always made. And there are also huge numbers of women interested in AI. Yep, and that's another positive. And there are resources that exist to help them, even though they're still limited. Yeah, in our last podcast, we talked about the computer scientist Fei-Fei Li. Who created ImageNet and is currently working on debiasing it. Right. She's now behind the nonprofit AI for All, which, among other things, runs summer programs to get high school girls interested in AI. There's Women in Cloud, and then there's Women in AI, a think tank with 6,000 members, which is also trying to close the gender gap. I spoke with one of the organizers. I'm Eve Loganova, Women in AI ambassador in the Netherlands and a global team member of the organization. She came up with the idea for the Women in AI Accelerate program. The first ethical leadership and business acceleration program for female founders in the field of artificial intelligence, machine learning, and data science. She suspected that women would be drawn to the program. I am so impressed what a woman can do when you give her a little bit of support. She was hoping to get at least 15 applications from women-led AI startups when the accelerator kicked off in 2020. Instead, she got 60, quadruple the amount. And yeah, I just jumped and started uh, dancing. And if I had a champagne, I probably would uncork it and uh, celebrate it. Uh, It was a proud moment to see that they wanted to build the future how they see it and very uh, well, uh, contributes to the world with their impact solutions and just learn how to become a successful entrepreneur in the field of tech. That was uh, my proud moment. And 
And meanwhile, back in San Francisco, hello, Alice. That's the startup co-founded by Carolyn Rods, who we heard from earlier, is breaking through. The team has raised over $1.6 million from investors and is now working on a Series B round. I asked Carolyn, what made the difference? How did they do it when so many fail? Here's one answer. Our very first, you know, our first three investors were all women. Uh, Jackie Zayner, who uh, led an organization called Women Moving Millions and is just an incredible, amazing investor. Uh, she was number one for us. The others include Jean Case, wife of AOL co-founder Steve Case, and Australian entrepreneur Kathy Reed. Did that make you feel like someone believed in you? <laughs> when Jackie gave us that first check, it was, I mean, I remember getting the news and Elizabeth and I, I mean, it was like we had just won the lottery. Like it was the greatest thing in the world. And it, it was, it was validation that, yeah, someone someone buys into this. And, and you know, every time you get money in the bank, it's validation that you are, you're providing value to somebody. Perhaps more women investors is part of the solution for women in AI. Well, the Hello Alice example really would support that. They have a number of big-name female backers now, including Melinda Gates and Serena Williams. And, of course, male investors, too. But it's going to take more than that. I think it seems we need some sort of fundamental societal shift. Mm, well, we're basically living in one. As we record this, the pandemic still isn't over. We're seeing light at the end of the tunnel, but this whole experience has changed us. I hope that things are on an upswing. That's author Meredith Broussard again. I hope that all of the pain and trauma that we are collectively going through right now as a society globally is going to result is in us emerging stronger and wiser. Because right now it's really it's really hard for everyone everywhere. Dealing with sexism, dealing with racism, it's a lot. Uh, and I hope that we have a better future in store. A lot of women don't realize just how amazing they are. And we need more of that. That's Sheffy Robinson again. She's doing her part to support other women. Every time there's any type of women empowerment, summit, group pop up, I try to support because I realize how important it is to just have someone say, hey, good job. Versus... Are you sure you built this? You know, are you sure this is your idea? I have a whole patent. Yes, I'm sure. And women are speaking up publicly. They're talking to the media. They're talking to us. It can take a lot of courage to be candid about the challenges you face. Here's Devar Ardalan again. I feel like we have to learn and be honest about our own shortcomings, but then also how the industry is in helping us. I think I'm not the only one. And I appreciate being able to share this with you. I represent thousands and thousands of early stage women in artificial intelligence. We thank all the women for sharing their stories. And we thank you for listening. I wish I could see beyond what I can see. This has been The Story Exchange. If you like this podcast, please share on social media or post a review wherever you listen. It helps other people find the show. And visit our website at thestoryexchange.org where you'll find information and inspiration for entrepreneurial women. 
And we'd love to hear from you. Drop us a line at info at thestoryexchange.org or find us on Facebook. There's more to who we are. I'm Colleen DeBase. Sound editing provided by Nusha Balian. Our research assistant is Noelle Flago. Our mixer is Pat Donahue at String and Can. Executive producers are Sue Williams and Victoria Wong. Recorded at Cutting Room Studios in New York City. Thanks to Taryn Southern for letting us use her song Break Free, composed with Amper Artificial Intelligence with lyrics and vocals by Taryn. The piece Home is performed by Holly Herndon, licensed courtesy of 4AD and Holly Herndon, by arrangement of Holly Herndon and Beggars Group Media Limited. Yeah.